The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Okay. Isn't the first rule of Fight Club don't talk about Fight Club? First rule of Fight Club, never talk about Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club. What is the first rule of Fight Club, Proby? Okay, Tony, you can barely turn your computer on, so no offense. No one is supposed to talk about it. First rule of Fight Club and all that. The first rule of Fight Club! Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. You can be a man of courage, of honor, of integrity. You can be the father, the husband, the leader that your family and your community needs. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Here's your host, Josh Hatcher. So we'll be starting here in just a second. We just had to get it going. We had all kinds of things delaying us today. You know how that goes. No, Josh, tell them how. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Justin oh. Willoughby said, "Yes, Fight Club, baby." Side note: I had Zoe on my podcast first. Yes. Right. Oh, That's what yeah. I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, Justin. That's all right. I've seen her naked, and you haven't. Oh, never why did I agree to this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, well, good thing that's not part of the uh, process of getting onto your podcast. Oh, good <laughs> hey, but Brian, could you have said that too? I don't know. You guys are close. Well, let's officially start <laughs> our broadcast since everybody can hear it and we're live. Hey, listen, welcome to Fight Club. And I'm really glad that you guys joined us today. And we have uh, our first female guest on Fight Club. Woohoo! She's awesome. Uh, before we get started, I'm gonna do a quick plug because that's what I do. Listen, uh, I wrote these two books. You can get them on, on, on get them on Amazon. They're about 15 bucks a piece. One is a book. One's a workbook, and it's got goals in it and charts to help you set goals for yourself for the year. But if you've ever tried to do it without any kind of accountability or any help, you know how hard that is. So if you want some help to do that, I'm gonna be Taking a group of men. Yes. My wife asked me, why is there women on the book if it's for men? The book is for anybody. Anybody. Right. Anybody. Right. But I'm only going to coach men. Now, if you're a woman and you want a coach to walk through it with you, um, let's see how this works with the men first. And then maybe <laughs> I'll talk a woman into doing some coaching. Uh, but we're going to try it with the men first. So men, we go first. We leave. We step in front and get hit by the car. And then if we survive then we let the ladies try it um <laughs> so if you're interested in this uh let me know shoot me a message and i'd love to tell you more it's going to cost you a little bit of money every month it's not a lot of money but it's going to be worth it because you're going to have that accountability that structure that uh, we're going to do a coaching call every month we're going to check in on you every week and help you achieve your goals so grab the books DM me, message me, however, if you this is something you want to do, and we're going to make it work. Uh, my buddy Justin Willoughby is going to be doing it with us. And uh, Justin is a guy, he's been on the podcast recently, and he's chiming in on the comments right now, which is cool. Justin lost 600 pounds. So you've got a guy built into the group that's going to help you lose weight if you want to. 
and we're going to help him with his goals. So it's not just Josh telling you what to do because Josh has no idea what he's doing. Uh, I mean, I do a little bit, but most of this is us working together in a group, making it happen. And so I'm excited to have you on board. Let me know if you want to be a part of this. Okay, that's the only plugging I really wanted to do. Let me see that. It looks pretty cool. Okay. Have you never even looked at it before? It is very I have, cool. I think, but it's... This is my wife. This is how much attention she pays to manly hoods. Oh, was that my introduction? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. She's way better than Josh. will give her credit for her. Just so... She, by the way... Yes. You know... Yeah. No, that's the honest truth. She's... Yeah. And... She's way better than I could give her credit. Th that's true. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty cool stuff. It is. Yeah. I'm a very, very organized chart type liking person, and this is all very great. Have you seriously not opened that? No, I have. I have, but it's just been a while, so... Okay. That's good. That's good. It definitely helps people that I recommend. do not like the structure. And that's yeah. part of the reason why, you know. Exactly. Because if you struggle with structure, having some structure in front of you will help you. Yeah. yeah. Because I know this. The person that climbed Mount Everest didn't get on top by accident. Right. He had to make a plan. He had to work hard. He had to get to where he was going. And usually he didn't do it alone either. You know? So yeah. if you want to succeed at something, you've got to have the right people alongside you pushing you along. I need it. The reason I'm doing it is because I need it. I did this a couple of years ago when I, yep. I wrote this and kind of put it together. I'm like, I'm going to do this. We did work through that. Yeah, because yeah, we, yeah. we kind of went through it. wasn't quite officially in the book form yet. Like, let's try this. And I did it, and I lost 100 pounds in a year. I wrote and published six books. I did all kinds of stuff. I made massive changes in the way I operate, the way I think. And uh, some of the stuff I'm still doing pretty good with. You know, the podcast keeps going. There's things that I have committed to do that I kept doing and some things I haven't done as well with. Like um, <clears throat> the baby bunt cakes that my wife has sitting in front of me are like calling my name. And I've eaten too many things like that. Right. And I've gotten off track and I need to get on track again. So yeah. I'm looking forward to 2023 being. Yeah. I'm going to wake up in 2024 and be a different person. And hopefully you will be too. So that's what that's all about. Uh so, you may have noticed we're a few minutes late today. Yeah, we started a few minutes late today. Brian, you walked in the middle of it. Would you like to yeah, tell, they, you tell us what happened? Somebody offered me a bowl of soup, you know, which I was hesitant. You know, if Josh cooked it, no thanks. If Zoe cooked it, definitely I'm all in. But how do you ask that question? Well, who who cooked, you know, or what kind of soup is it? And uh, I heard a loud pop and some girl, like a, boom. a boom, yeah, <laughs> and some girl-like screaming, <laughs> squealing, and it was not Zoe, by the way. And I think I, he's exaggerating. I, 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 I call you it like, never I, I call it like, a, you squealed like a little schoolgirl. But anyways. Are you sure that uh, wasn't Zoe squealing? It was definitely not Zoe. <laughs> She what was happened? expressing her disappointment, you know, but I was, I've never seen an Instapot before. You've never seen one? No. Well, you know what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a pressure cooker in case yeah. nobody knows, but you don't take the lid off while there's still pressure inside of it. Yeah, I don't recommend the, that. Yeah. The, the, well, the, soup the, was, the soup was running late. The, we well, were trying to get ready to start. It was running so late, we decided to open it up early and the contents 
quickly exited. So I mean, they, <laughs> all over the table, all over the floor. Yeah. And uh, Oliver Josh, Josh burned his hand a little bit. Yeah, the dog's hand, soaking wet. Yeah. The dog was happy though. It likes noodles and broth. Yeah, Lincoln. Lincoln was very happy. Yeah. He's licking himself now because he's completely covered in yeah. noodles and broth. So. Never a dull moment here. It is for real. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. that you guys would have to worry about an empty nest syndrome. You have each oh, other for yeah. entertainment. and It is very entertaining. Yeah. yeah it, it, very that, entertaining. that story actually reminds me of the story, and I've told this recently to some friends, I think at church, but we every year the church does a chili cook-off. And I'm telling it because it's relevant because Justin Willoughby is monitoring us and chiming in on the comments today. I thought it was the wing sauce competition. Nope, it was the chili. I'm, I'm almost positive it was a wing sauce because I remember so this is evidence that, color. that we can't take her seriously because well, you hear this? this was, is an epic moment that it was exactly what happened okay. and she's already changed it by it was the chili okay. contest. Okay. Well, let's let's hear because it, if the evidence left behind that. Is what I remember. I'll chime in and I'll I will, but go ahead. So we we cooked a pot of chili and spent all day cooking. Justin Willoughby and I, and so it was amazing. Like we had all of the flavors perfect. It actually had a whole stick of butter in it, and which we wouldn't think would be great in chili, but Justin's like, let's try it. Like okay, and it was amazing. And so we were carrying the chili in the crock pot that we got as a wedding present. Which at that point was uh, like 18 years old, maybe. And I'm carrying it up the stairs at the church, and the handle broke off. And it fell, and it did a Kevin Malone from the office where chili just went all the way down the stairs from about halfway up. Chili, 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 all the way down. And I think he was mad at me, but I didn't know the clock pot was going to break. It was the exact same. We would have one. What was the exact same thing? Yeah, there, there was, <laughs> there was an episode of hot wing hot sauce all over that wall going up the right. steps as well. So, right. but that was you know, we, you know, okay. the older would have been Justin. The older, the older we get, the more we Wait, can meld we these stories together and, and embellish them all. But there was definitely wing sauce. Justin says up that the we wall. would have one that. Oh, come on, Justin. Yeah, but did Justin specify, was it the chili or was it the wing sauce? Uh, Yeah. He knows it was the chili because it was amazing. It was the best chili anybody had ever tasted. You know what? In fact, that chili was so good that even Lewis wouldn't have complained about it. Lewis didn't complain about mine while he was eating it. (laughs) It was was later on in the night that Lewis... uh, Expressed his displeasure with my chili, <laughs> but yeah, chili can yeah. have that effect. Justin yeah. has confirmed it was chili. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm right. You're okay. not. Okay. Yep. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Lincoln likes you, buddy. I know. He's coming over to get some. Because I, I, we determined that my ADHD, I will pet. All three of our dogs at the same time for hours. Wow. And that's why they'll sit all, they'll all come to me and sit with me. Because I'll wow. just sit and pet them and not even realize it. <laughs> How do you pet three dogs at once? Uh, it's tricky. Elbow. <laughs> Lu- Lucy's little. She can get, you know, 
she mixes right in with the two bigger dogs. But that's a skill. That's yeah. Look at him smiling. Smiling. He's you guys happy. probably can't see on the camera, but the dog is now <laughs> smiling. So. Yeah, he's pretty happy. <clears throat> that's good. So guys, uh, we have a lot of. I, I let the guys in the Manlyhood Man Cave, which is our private Facebook group for men only. Sorry, Zoe. Why did yeah? Okay. I'm saying, you know, you're not allowed in. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I'll let you in Fight Club, but you can't be in the Manlyhood Appar- Man Cave. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> He'll fight with me, but you know, not bring me into. <laughs> this is probably going to be the most cantankerous Fight Club because usually we I all like it. get along and all agree on everything. We're not going to agree on everything today, I guarantee you. I could not miss this for the world. <laughs> I, this is just going to make my day. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I called him a half an hour before we started, and I was, uh, the, you know, picked up my car, and it wasn't up to snuff. The battery was iffy. I'm like, ah, I can't not miss this for the world. <laughs> well, I'm so glad. Yeah. This, is, this is funny. But. Uh, anyway, I asked the guys in the Manly Man Cave, what do you want to know? Because we have a woman's perspective. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been married to the most beautiful woman in the world for uh, almost 25 years. In July, it'll be July 4th, it'll be 25 years. We're now grandparents. We've raised most of our kids. We've only got one day left of a minor in our charge. And after that, we have successfully raised them all. We still got her for a little bit. Yeah, but she's mm-hmm. raised. Yeah. Now she's an adult. And in all that time that we've been married, I can still honestly say I do not understand women. I've raised two daughters, and I have a beautiful wife, and I do not know what women want from us. I do not. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity for guys to, to learn and know and understand what's going on in a woman's head because we don't get it when he says we he means him right right i know like he's acting like like an alien yeah yeah have you not read the book i mean you not read the book men are from mars women are from yeah yeah Yeah, i did not read that i read the title though that says enough that that i mean that that kind of self-explanatory you know yeah Yeah. The older you get and the less you can hear, they just smile and nod and, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. It's like when you get older, most of your relationship and communication is just yelling what back yeah. and forth between the rooms. What'd you say? Or arguing over what you thought the other person said. Oh, yeah. I've noticed more and more with Michelle and I, it'll be feeling tense and getting angry or something. And I'll go, Wait a minute. What did you think I said? And then she'll repeat. I go, <laughs> no, no, I would never say that. Or I would never call you that. Or I would never talk to you in that way, you know. I'm so, talking to the dog. Why would you think I was talking to you? Right. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That is good. So, because of that, though, we've got some questions. Mm-hmm that have been asked and i'm sure some of it is I'm about, in the hot seat on fight you club are. i'm sure and some then, of it is about yeah. us and some of it is probably just about ladies and your perspective in general so brian yes. you want to share a question yes dan Kerrish, Kerrish, yeah. which is our, our asks, fight club guy yes yep here, so dan Kerrish asks what is her definition 
of a good man, Josh accepted, or the traits of a young man should cultivate according to a woman. Mm. Traits a young man should cultivate according to a woman. Yeah. So, I mean, not Josh, but it could also include, you know, sons-in-laws and leadership and yeah. other areas of your life. Well, and I ask, I actually ask all my podcast guests that all the time, like, what, is, what does it take to be a good man? Yeah. So. Now we're asking. A woman. His wife. How about that? For the first time. On Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're going to have to have Zoe on as an official guest on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Let's see how that goes. I was definitely the, hey, can you fill a spot guest? So this I'm, is good. I knew good. I was going to do it eventually. Today was a good day to do it. Yes. Yeah. Because. <laughs> yep. And then we blew up the crock pot. But what's yeah. your answer to the question? By we, yeah. he means he again. <laughs> There's a lot of this we going on, you know. Right. right. Yeah. So I would say that probably the first quality would be to take ownership, personal <laughs> yeah. responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> I say that a lot, too. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I might not always do it. It's real easy. It. Yeah, it's easy to say or talk about, yeah, but right. actually do it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so I think back to when um, when I went to college and, um, you know, I was, you know, looking and, you know, praying about what kind of guy, you know, someday I might want to marry, that kind of a thing. And, and you know, 18-year-old uh, young women tend to make lists. At least I make lots of lists. And, um, and actually, you know, had a list of whole, you know, like all kinds of, of qualities that, um, that I knew that, you know, I was looking for. And the number one for me personally um, was a man that um, followed the Lord, that um, <clears throat> just was uh, seeking Jesus with uh, his whole whole heart. Because really, then any of the other qualities that I might uh, be looking for or thinking of, um, they would be um, very much secondary. Um, because you know if. If a man it has a strong faith and is is following God, then God will tend to mold them um, and work on qualities that may not be godly qualities over time, as He does in my life and in everyone's life. So that was my number one. Um, definitely, you know, someone who's following the Lord has a strong faith. Um, and then, um, and this is one that. Um, you know, I think I've I've just learned over time that I've seen in my life, but it definitely is is something that I think is lacking in a lot of men, and it's I think it's mostly because of our culture, unfortunately, um, is being emotionally healthy. Um, you know, I think it's been it's been so ingrained in our men and in our young men, and um, you know, and it, it's just become a cultural norm that, you know, tough guys don't cry, suck it up. You don't have feelings. If you do, you don't talk about them. And, you know, if you do, you're a sissy, all these things. Um, and, and that's just a pile of garbage, really. I, it's not really helpful uh, because, you know, that's not fair to guys who are humans and have emotions 
Um, and unfortunately, because they're stuffed so much and they're shamed for having them, it creates a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of disconnect in their own life, but in their relationships. Um, and so, you know, just because a man actually understands their emotions and how that affects them, and it doesn't mean that they're a woman. <laughs> it doesn't mean right. they're yeah. they're feminine or effeminate. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, that they're not even a strong man. Um, it actually means they're more healthy and they're actually probably going to have stronger relationships if they can identify and communicate their feelings and deal with their emotions and how their emotions affect their actions and their relationships. There's a book called The Way of the Superior Man, and it has a lot of good stuff in it. But one of the things that he talks about that I don't like is he paints this picture of like emotion as feminine. And he says that the men have a masculine and a feminine energy. And there's other people that talk about that too. And like, I, I hate that concept because like a man can cry, a man can feel, a man can be tender, and a man can be tough. And a man can be not angry. can be they do they are right right they do. They right and it's not feminine to feel it's yeah, now absolutely. if you are feeling to the place where you're unhealthy and you're not able to function i mean i think i think like that's true of anyone right right, right. and yes. a lot of these things like when we're talking with men with this stuff especially a lot of the stuff that i talk about could be applied to women too because it's just how to be a better person mm -hmm. right. there's a there's a little bit of nuance in how they get expressed and how we work through them. But most of it is you're a human and whether you're male or female, you're a human and you have the same issues. And then there's slight differences between a man and a woman. There are big differences too, but most of it is slight differences. And you know, like I, I, if I'm going to feel an emotion, I'm going to feel that emotion in a masculine way, you know, like, because I'm a man, I'm male. And if you're going to feel an emotion, you're going to feel an emotion in a feminine way because you're a woman. And it's impossible for me to feel it in a feminine way. Physically impossible. Because I'm not a woman. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. I thought it was interesting when you said about the faith and following God and that they would mold and shape that person into the best. I mean, yeah. adding words of the best version of themselves because I think most of us know what it's like when... A guy feels like the woman is trying to change the man. And then it becomes a pissing contest. You know, it really does. It gets to be a back and forth. You know, there's resentments and stuff like that. You know, and I mean, there's obvious things that we want to do to make our mate happy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just generally speaking, people tend to push back. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. when you have that at the at the top of your list and have God working in your life to make that person a better person as as their ultimate guide, not not their spouse, because a lot of times the spouse isn't the right person to give that critique, you know, or guidance. And it's coming from a feminine or the, the masculine aspect of things too, which is directly opposite, not directly opposite, like you said, but the, the, the nuances are, are there. And, and, you know, 
the balance of the emotions too, you know, the, the balance of things in your life. You had a you had a guest on that I listened to their podcast a couple of weeks ago that I talked about and that was one of his things was the balance, you know what I mean? And it and it really a lot of things that guy talked about really talking about Nick Gloriatis? Yes. Yeah. He was uh uh he had been on Joe Rogan, he's a Brazilian Brazilian mm-hmm. Jiu Jitsu guy. Yeah, really if you didn't really. catch that podcast, go check it out because there's a lot that spoke to me. You know, yeah, he was a great guest. Had a had a neat perspective. Yeah, you know, like, so with the, with the the God aspect of it, you know, not I get that not everybody believes, and I'm not here to shove it and force it down anybody's throat. But I will tell you, in my life, it's made the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know Brian, in your life, it's made the difference. If you compare the man that you were 20 years ago compared to the man you are mm-hmm. now, the difference is, is Jesus yes. living in yeah. submission to that. You mm-hmm. know, like, um, and that, and, and it's also different because if some people who might not believe might look at their picture of what a Christian is, and it might be a priest who molested them when they were little, or it might be a, a really abusive pastor or other figure or parent or whatever, who did it completely wrong. And, like, we're actually not talking about that faux religion, <laughs> you know, where it's, it's it doesn't change you. It's just right. something that people talk about. It's, you know, it's a call system. It, of, something they call themselves. Something they call themselves. We're talking about people that actually live it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, actually do what it says. Actually, because if you're looking at, you know, the people who pretend. Now, and nobody's perfect. Right. But if you're looking at the people who pretend, who put on a show, or who have some other false, you know, version of it, yeah, that's going to be a, a very tainted perspective. Yeah. So, I mean, but <clears throat> looking at it from a completely secular perspective, like, you know, relationship-wise, like, thinking of just in our lives, if we don't have an authority um, that, you know, like, like if we're the ultimate authority nobody's going to tell us what to do. We're going to just do exactly what we want to do. Well, you're not going to have a very good relationship at all because it's completely self-focused and self-centered. And so just in general, in your life, you need to have some authority, right? Mm -hmm. That can speak into you and actually give you guidance and correction on the way you're living and seeing the things that you can't see and hopefully shaping um, shaping your character, shaping your life. And so so in relationships that don't have faith as a part of their context, then you see a lot of that push-pull because, you know, I'll be honest, from a wife's point of view, they know that their husband has no authority, <laughs> that it is in their life guiding them, anyone that they look to that is going to give them that shaping, that guidance, that correction. And so it's affecting their life directly. It's probably affecting their children's lives directly. So they're going to try that, you know, like you said, it's going to be that power struggle. It's going to be that, that push pull because they can't trust that they have, they're looking to someone else. So, Oh, well, I'll tell you how to live. Right. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do and what you need to do with your life. And then, but that's not helpful either. Right. But, you know, but at the end of the day, when a wife 
you know, or, you know, partner, whatever, you know, when they are able to trust that, you know, the man in their life is, is looking to someone to grow as a person, then they're going to be able to release the reins of their character shaping and development because, you know, like for me saying, okay, my number one was to have a spouse that followed Jesus and I can release the reins and say, okay, yeah, this, I don't like this, this attitude or this part or whatever. I can trust God to speak into that. And it's not my job to correct you. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not my job to, you know, to tell you I'm not the Holy spirit, you know, doesn't mean we don't try. doesn't mean we don't, you know, but, but the healthier way to deal with it is to be able to then say, okay, doesn't mean I can't ever speak into, you know, to your actions and how they affect me. In fact, a good relationship is being honest and saying, okay, so you did this and it made me feel this way, or, you know, I rather, I feel this way. Took the lid off the Instant Pot before it was done. Yes. And, and so how'd that work for you? It was a mess. Yeah. And, and so it affected me by, you know, and so we can have these discussions, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not in control of his character because the Holy Spirit is. And so that's up to God to, you know, to, to be your boss. And, um, you know, I, yeah. I, I think even in a lot of relationships that push pull, like men in general, they we, we're often attracted to a woman who is like our mother in some way, and so which then, you would never probably freely admit when you're looking for a partner. Right, right. No more. <laughs> oh, you're like my or ever, 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 ever. Or yeah. ever. Right. But, no, I get but it. it's yeah. like, like as a man, like I frequently find myself simultaneously wanting the that mother in you that comfort that maybe even a little direction sometimes because i have no idea what needs to be done you know so some part of me sometimes wants that but i certainly don't want it when it comes down to you know you directing my character you know what i mean and so it's like there's a little bit of push pull where like we all and in the same way you know maybe a woman wants some of the characters from her father but she doesn't necessarily want to be told what to do all the time and corrected everything that she does you know, it's mm-hmm. that's not how uh, a healthy relationship works. You know, it's it's recognizing and understanding that. You know, I mean, I like I said, I I, I tend to think that there's some male leadership responsibility in 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 you know from that spiritual perspective. But at the same time, we lead together. We lead ourselves, and we lead each other, and we lead our family. Mm-hmm. And that you know, you've got a patriarch and a matriarch, and they work together. Mm-hmm. It's not, they don't have to compete. You know? mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You're, you're in the hot seat, so I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, that's good. All I right. mean, hopefully that, that answered that question in the. Yeah. It was a good discussion. Yeah. Even if it didn't answer, it was a good discussion. Right, yeah. yeah. So we have a discussion, toxic relationships, and what harm they do to individuals who choose to stay on the same path. And this comes from Rob Thompson. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we started to touch on some of that when we're talking about that push pull. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's probably, you know, a a part of every single, you know, normal human relationship. But when it becomes, um, you know, so I think, you know, people, 
tend to throw around, unfortunately, now words like gaslighting oh, and God. control yeah. freaks Narcissism, or abusive, yes. you know, toxic, even abusive, toxic, toxic masculinity, you know, all this yeah. stuff that you know we can we can label and diagnose our relationships as as toxic and and not really understand. Um, okay, my relationship sometimes causes me pain. Oh, that's toxic. Not necessarily right. because pain is required for us to grow right. as, as people, as humans, mm -hmm. pain is a part of life, um, discomfort, um, you know, like even fighting, you know, talking through your problems. Like these are not uncomfortable or not comfortable things. Right. Mm -hmm. But when we get into what is what makes a toxic relationship, I mean, I'm definitely not a psychologist and can't define it, but, you know, to say that, okay, well, if you're at the place where you're in a relationship and you feel that you have no voice, um, you feel that, you know, um, for whatever reason, you've been silenced and, um, and there's a culture of fear. And that definitely would be labeled for the man or woman because this I've seen it, mm -hmm. it and mm -hmm. and unfortunately that's another stigma that it's just abusive men. Um, no, I actually have seen quite a few relationships um, where there's you know the the woman that's abusive and the man is is living in fear and and being controlled. Um, but um, but yeah, I think that um, I think it comes down to that, and it and it you know, honestly, um, can be caused by a lot of reasons, whether it's, you know, the person truly is narcissistic, um, and controlling and, you know, it's not allowing, you know, their partner to, you know, to do anything to breathe wrong. Um, a lot of times it's because there's substance abuse in the relationship and, you know, and that's a whole other, um, ball of wax of when you get into codependency and you feel that, you, it is your job as the, whether it's the healthy partner or the stable partner to fix them, to save them. And so your whole job is to, you know, is to pull them out of this, um, addiction or whatever it is that they're in. Um, you know, and that's not, that is toxic. That is not ever going to be something that you can do, right. um, because they have to choose it themselves. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I would say definitely what it comes down to is that, you know, is that fear. So if your relationship's based on fear and control and, um, you know, that would definitely be something that a time of separation and breathing and, you know, for me, I would recommend seeking the Lord and saying, okay, what's, what's going on here? Do we need to get some help? Do we need to get some counseling? If you're married, I always recommend to try to work through things rather than get divorced right away immediately to, you know, to go to that, you know, to seek help. I would, but, I would interrupt and say, if it's a, a situation where there's physical abuse, absolutely, get out. Yeah. And yeah, get safe. Get yeah. safe. You know, and I, mm -hmm. I, I also would say a lot of people would be like, mm -hmm. never go back to the person again. They'll never change. I don't say yeah, that they I, will never change because I do yeah. think some people can change. Yeah. But I think that you need to make sure that you both go into yeah. proper counseling absolutely. and that there are, if there's substance abuse issues, those are taken care of, mm -hmm. whether it's rehab or whatever, and yeah. that it's safe. Yeah. But so I'm not going to be like, you know, if, if, a, if a husband or wife goes back to an abusive partner after 
then work through it. I'm not going to condemn that. No. But don't go back if it's not safe. Don't yeah. stay away. And, and don't safe. go back if there hasn't been significant healing and repentance. Right. Right. You know, because yeah. like if you, you know, if you you separate and, and things have died down and they say, you know, it's been, you know, like a month or whatever, you know, a very short period of time and they're doing or saying all the right things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're just on the merry-go-round and they're just going to, you know, whether it's a relapse or they're just trying to get you back or whatever, you know, like sometimes significant healing takes, you know, not only months, but years. And especially if there's children involved, that's that's probably the biggest concern is if what are the kids being exposed to, you know, in this relationship, if it's at the toxic level. So if you're living in a culture of fear, 100 percent, your children are living in fear. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, getting them to a safer environment while you work to get yourself healthy and seek, you know, healthy counseling for your relationship going to be the best thing for your whole family Mm -hmm. yeah and you you touched on this too you said like there's a little bit of that in every relationship you know i mean we used to say i used to joke but it's actually not that way as much anymore but i used to joke hey we fight once a day like if you don't fight once a day you know but i don't even think we really fight that much anymore except when the crock pot well you know hey It was the crockpot's fault. You know yeah, what I mean? It, it, it wasn't done fast wasn't enough. Done we, fast we, it had to be done by six, and it wasn't. Yeah. So we're going to open it up, and we're going to cut that short. <laughs> but anyways, so, uh, you know, having having grown up, having to walk, walk on eggshells in a, in a family environment, you know, and knowing what not to say and when to say things and the mood that a person's in and, you know, having seen the – being involved in a toxic family environment, it intrigues me when I think about how you don't realize how toxic it is sometimes until you're out of that environment too. So when you look at like, he, he asked about individuals who choose to stay on, stay on the same path. You know, I think about people that don't have a choice in the matter as, you know, being children who are locked into the relationship and, uh, you know, the effects that that has later on in life, you know what I mean? You have four siblings that grew up in the same house and four different outcomes, you know what I mean? And, and all of them good, you know what I mean? But all of them were different. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I mean, you know, and I definitely grew up in what you would call a, a toxic environment. And, um, you know, and still I'm 43 years old and still working through therapy mm-hmm. and working through stuff that, you know, you don't, you don't realize just in your day-to-day life of surviving, trying to work through, especially, you know, whether it's, you know, you're fearing for your life or you're just day-to-day trying to survive in some of these relationships you know, it's, it, it does, it has lifelong effects, mm-hmm. not only on you and the trauma that you're going through, but on your children. So yeah, seek help, um, seek help for your relationship. If it can't be restored, sometimes they can't be restored, but That's right. definitely seek safety for yourself and, and, and your children. Too. It kind of makes me think of, when we talked about how, you know, we always look at the other person, you know, 
you know, we say, oh, that person's gaslighting or that person's being narcissistic or whatever. It kind of goes back to that that first part that you talked about when we talked about what the most important thing a man should do is to be personally responsible. Like, how about we approach our relationship with humility and we say, you know, we quote Taylor Swift and say, I'm the problem, it's me. Like, maybe it starts there. Now, I get that that could also be a little bit dangerous, especially if you're, you know, being abused. You know, some people can settle in with that. So I don't mean that, but I think most people don't take the time to start with themselves. You know, like, what am I, what am I doing that I need to do better? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and no, that doesn't change the other person, but it changes you. And if you work on you, then you're going to be better for them or better enough that you realize that you need to get out of the situation. Regardless of the outcome, you still need to be a better person than you were. So, I mean, by working on that, yeah, you're definitely... And I tell guys all the time who, like, a lot of guys who are going through the divorce that reach out to me like, or, or break up. I'm like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I'm like, first of all, you need to become a better man. Not for her, not for your relationship, but for you. Mm-hmm. Because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And if you do it, everybody's going to win here. Because either you resolve the issues that were there because you've become a better man and you were able to work it out. Or you're a better man, so you're now able to handle the fact that it's not going to work out. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, Dave Arnett brings up broken family and drugs in a relationship. And I think that that some of the some of that issue stems from what we've talked about yeah. previously. And I think that people use the drugs to escape the reality that they're in, yeah. you know, uh, and, and as as a release you know what i mean not not in a good way almost ever yeah i agree and i think a lot of times without even realizing it people are using whether it's alcohol or drugs you know and you're self-medicating really mm-hmm. when really you just need help you need whether it's counseling or you've got a mental health issue going on or maybe you're just overstressed and you've got lifestyle you know issues that can be worked out another way but you turn to a substance and you know to just bring that release or whatever and it just it compounds it doesn't make things better and you know i mean i personally haven't been an addict but growing up with an alcoholic father and and sometimes we you know we can or they can convince themselves or we can convince ourselves that well, this isn't affecting anybody. This is my deal. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is me and my, you know, like, just leave me alone. This yeah. is what I'm doing. But no, everything that we do, especially in any type of relationship, it affects everyone. Whether we think we're keeping something hidden or under wraps or under control. I've got it under control. Yeah. But no, yeah. you don't have it under control yeah. because... Even if you think that you're not using as much, or you're not drinking as much, or, or I'm not drinking as bad as I used to, or whatever it is, your your relationships know it. They feel the weight of that. They are concerned about you. Um, they, you know, they want to see you get whole. And I mean, if they're good relationships, they want to see you get well and healthy, and not 
rely on that and go further into your addiction. You know, I, I, I think when you're speaking about that as an easy way out of whatever the issue is that they're going through, that they don't have to go through solving or becoming a better them or a better man or better at relationships or working through things with their wife, you know, that it's an easy escape, you know, you can get drunk and forget about it and go to bed or, you know, whatever the, whatever the addiction of choice is. And same with divorce. I don't say that divorce is easy, but a lot of times it's quicker and easier to get a divorce, get over it, forget about it, move on, but never get into the root of what's going on, what the issues are. Like you said, becoming a better man and working through the issues to get to the root of the problem, you know? So. And it's a, and it's a, if you do that as, as the way out, right. Any of these things like count the cost, like, like it, every one of those situations has a long-term effect, a compounding long-term effect. You're making an investment in the rest of your life. And, you know, like if you're smoking weed, you know, it was, oh, smoking weed's not bad for you. Guess what? Uh, you can get lung cancer from smoking weed. You know, you can do damage to your body by smoking. You know, uh, not to mention a whole bunch of other issues that could happen. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, drinking, guess what? It's going to affect your health. You might, it's going to impair your ability to make good decisions. And you might say, oh, I'm just going to drive home. It's no big deal. Then you kill somebody or yourself on the way home. You know, you get a divorce. Hey, and I'm not condemning people who feel like that's their only option. You know what I mean? I get that. Right. You know, but you make that decision, it's going to have consequences. And you've got to weigh that before you make those decisions. Yeah. There's a lot of things. And, you know, if I want to pick up that and eat that baby bunt cake, which I might, um, that's going to have a consequence. Right. And I have to be willing to face that consequence. Yeah. What's it cost to eat that? You know? <laughs> But just by the way, we did, we found some of the 600 pounds that Justin Willoughby lost, yes. by the way. We we found it along the way. <laughs> but in January, oh, I do vow to lose the same 75 pounds that I've lost at least three or four times in my life. I know, I've lost 600 I, pounds too. Always, yeah, just <laughs> over and over and over again. And, but you know, yeah. and I know this isn't one of our questions, but you know, I, I've, really been thinking on that you know too because um you know i also because this is also very much uh, an issue that women face as well body image and all this stuff mm-hmm. and we all we we all come to that january one with the expectation that we've got to be on this plan and we got to go hardcore and all this stuff and you know just really rethinking because you know i i lost the weight and then you know got injured and I couldn't work out and I gained some back. And so we, you know, coming into a place where we realize that, you know, sometimes it's out of our control. Sometimes it's in our control. You know, sometimes it's just down to what we put in our mouth. Sometimes it's not when it comes to our health. And, you know, and, and at the end of the day, really questioning myself and just on this journey of, you know, what does true health really look like? Like, what mm-hmm. does wholeness really look like? Is it a number on the scale? Is it a pant size? Is it, 
you know, is it a place where I can really be comfortable in my body and recognize that I can thank my body for the good things that it can do. And then I can be strong and I can move it and I can feed it good food and, you know, make sure that I get enough rest and be happy with where the Lord, you know, has for mm-hmm. me. And because I do, you know, I'm just, cause it just made me think, you know, cause I've, it, it's been on my mind also, you know, coming up, you know, we're in the holidays and, yeah. and eating all the things and, you know, but then we, you know, get on the, on the, you know, uh, just that cycle of then we punish ourselves, you know, for that. And we go through this cycle of, you know, a binge punish, binge and punish. And, you know, and so it, it's hard, you know, and I think, I think what I'm realizing with me is that also comes back to that concept of being emotionally healthy. If yes. I'm not, yes. you know, when I, when I reach for that food that I should not reach mm-hmm. for, I'm doing it because I need, it's just like the guy that's reaching for the hit of whatever. Mm-hmm. Or the drink or whatever. Yeah. It's yes. it's to, to comfort so I don't have to deal with stuff. And that's yes. I don't like dealing with that stuff. Nobody likes looking inside at the things about yourself that you hate mm-hmm. and then dealing with it. That's harder than losing a hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> but you can lose a hundred pounds, but you're gonna gain it back if you don't deal with the fact right. that it's exactly. a part of you that hates part of you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and and that's the stuff that I'm that I know that I'm committing to work on this year because I'm like why do I keep going back to those things? Why do I keep getting, you know, those same habits coming back and those same actions coming back? Because it's like, and, and, and that habit just replaced another habit. You know, I got rid of that habit. Then I pick up this one instead. Yeah. The, and the discipline involved in maintaining that healthy lifestyle and downward trend in your weight is the part that you it's hard you know so the easier thing to do is to grab a snickers yeah. you know what i mean that i mean that honestly you know that that's that's where i'm at and uh you know my my idea of health you know how you talk about body image would be able to tie my shoes without getting winded yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> dude just buy elastic shoelaces oh come on <laughs> yeah. come on yeah. I, I, I gave up tying shoes yeah. i could never yeah. tie them when i was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but definitely like so what would define wholeness is being able to live your life. Yeah. Like being able to live like can we say that right now my life is abundant? And and if your health is something that's holding you back, then no. And mm-hmm. you know, and and some measure of discipline is a good thing, you know, with yeah. that. And yeah. Seeking that balance to get that taken care of yeah the motivation yeah like that's just what i'm like is the motivation you know yeah is it you know are we addicted to the numbers um, or is it you know a bigger goal than that so you're questioning what is the motivation not that i need the motivation yeah right yeah so you got motivation what is it and then you got you got to have that discipline, you know, I mean, to maintain it. And I think that's part of where that book comes into play that you talked about at the yeah, beginning of this podcast. You know, system it, in place. there's just, you know, a system to get that balance and seek that balance in the, and, and to see it in writing, you know, really, really does help people like me. But also know? to have the accountability. Yeah. If you're yeah. doing it with somebody. Yes. Then, and it, boy, it's hard to have your wife hold you accountable. 
Oh, so don't. Yeah, don't like, have, we, yeah, we tried that. Yeah, it doesn't work. For There's that. very little I would seek my wife to hold me accountable for. I would rather. Be, <laughs> I would rather be able to enjoy our conversations and not feel like, why didn't you do this, yeah, Josh? Yeah. Or why'd you do it that way, Josh? So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because then every conversation is going to be a tense. Well, what is she going to try to shape my character? How is she going to hold me accountable? <laughs> it's not going to be just, you know, that. And that, there's going to be a little bit of that yes. in your relationship because there needs to be because yeah. especially one of the things I do affect her. Yeah. You know, I need her to be able to call me out sometimes. But mm-hmm. which if that's it, when we try to hold each other accountable, it's going to get hard. Yeah. Find somebody that else that you trust. That you, and my recommendation for that is find somebody of the same gender, you know, because I don't want to get close to some other woman. You know? Like, they're, like I'll get close to other women, but not as close as my wife. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I don't want them that close in my life. And and I think it's kind of important to not have somebody suffering from the same issue mm-hmm. as your counselor <laughs> or your accountability partner, you know. Yeah. If you're hey, I got ADHD. Of... I'm a fat ADHD guy. You don't ask the fat ADHD guy to call. <laughs> hey, call me every week and ask me how things are going. You get the two, I you get the two, the yeah. two drunk guys trying to stop drinking, right. and they're gonna go yeah. get drunk together. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. So that turns us into one of the, you know, this is a good ending for this part of the conversation. Is I always love. This is from Tim Culver. I always love seeing how two big personalities like yourselves, so I'm thinking he's talking about these two, resolve conflict. Well, you know, if you're a fly on the wall when the <laughs> the Instapot hit the, big hit the ceiling. What are that, you talking yeah, about? There was a couple big personalities. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't say that that's completely resolved, and there might be more. <laughs> there might be more discussion after I leave. You, know. you wait because we're gonna keep finding more noodles <laughs> that are noodles in the ceiling. Yeah, keep dredging up and, old. And, yep. And picking the scab, picking the scab. Yeah. See this noodle. Yeah. Uh, like when I found the weight that you know was in the back closet that blew off the top. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so how do we big personalities resolve conflict, Josh? It's funny because I never thought of you as a big personality. I did not either. But until but now that I'm recently, now that I realized that someone else noticed it. (laughs) But you know, maybe I knew that you had a big personality, but I just assumed that you kept that. I think I had. I think you knew that I had big emotions. <laughs> I've always had think big about, emotions. Think about when you get when we get together with the family and somebody tells a joke that you find is funny and you literally laugh for two ten minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a big and personality start squealing there. and yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, yeah. No, but it's funny because Tim, uh, I had him on my podcast too. He's okay. the, he was a dog trainer in the service and now he's a dog trainer out of the service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tim used to babysit the twins when they were little, and when he was a teenager and so we've kind of been friends for a long time um but how do we resolve conflict so not not well in the beginning um Mm -hmm. because of 
my i think our and and we've been working through this obviously for you know 25 years where you know my big emotions meet his big personality but but fear of emotion um it was it was usually um it was difficult it, i mean yeah, there were times avoid, that it was difficult we, we would deal with conflict by avoiding conflict and then the conflict would just grow until we dealt with the conflict. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, so I think that, like, what we have learned is to, first of all, don't take things personal. You know? Like, if she says something, I have to, like, like, not assume that it's a personal attack against me. Yeah. So, like, my first thought is... The lock story. You could share that. Oh, yeah. This is a great story. <laughs> <laughs> so, our our bedroom had a... Like, whoever lived in this house before us, I think must have been in a bad relationship, and she was a little paranoid. And so, like, every window has, like, security feature locks. Every door had locks, and some of them were broken. But our lock had just, like, a hook and latch on the inside and if you hooked it you could not you know you shut it you know what i mean like a little mm -hmm. latch thing if you locked it you couldn't open it up so from the outside from the outside mm -hmm. so i i don't remember we had an argument about something before we went to bed i do not remember what it was do you remember what it was i hope you don't <laughs> Maybe she doesn't Good. want to remember. Good. 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 Right. Yeah. I don't remember what it was about. Right. She doesn't remember what it was about. Because that argument was inconsequential. It was something small. It wasn't a big deal. It was just a frustration thing that every relationship will have. Mm -hmm. But we went to bed. Instead of working it out, we went to bed. You know, And honestly, it's because she was asleep before I was. You know? Which, you know, just so, to put it out there, because we hear, you know, people say, you know, and even biblically, like, you know, don't let the sun go down in your anger. Always, always yeah, work When she falls before asleep bed. before the sun even goes down. I mean, but I don't fall asleep before the sun. But the sun goes down at like 4.30 now. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but sometimes, and this is just from, we are not experts, but from 25 years of experience, sometimes you need a day or two. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't let it go longer than that. Um, but depending on your relationship and depending on your personality, like sometimes you do more damage in forcing it before yeah. the person has had an opportunity to work through their feelings and emotions in a way that's not going to be damaging. And right. so Don't... sometimes it's okay to go the night not having resolved it. Just putting that out there. Don't don't ignore it though. Don't ignore right. it. Right. Yeah, I'm not talking about long periods of time, which right. we've done. Which, but yeah, because yeah. then it, if you leave it long periods of time, then it turns into then it's bitterness. bitterness. Yeah. But you know. Cool, especially if you're taking that place of personal responsibility where you, we're going to work this out. I'm going to make my part right. We're going to come back together in a day. Which we'll talk about this. But anyway, we went to bed. We were frustrated with each other. I don't even think it was that angry. It was just more frustrated. So we were in a queen bed then. We have a king bed now. So we barely even like know that we're in bed at the same time now. But um, like, apparently, let's see. She had got up, after she'd fallen asleep, she woke up and she was still mad. So she decided, I'm going to go downstairs and pray and kind of get my heart right. 
Get all this angerness out. Angerness. That should be a word. Uh, and so she had done that. I woke up and had to go to the bathroom. But when I woke up, I felt that there was something against my back, which I assumed was her. But no, it was like the pillows and the blankets that she had shoved against me when she got up. Okay, pause. <laughs> so you go to the bathroom and you come back, but the lock is, and you, you immediately lock, you act like you got into bed and then got back up. You, okay. you came in the I, door. Yeah. I, so you didn't get wh back. When I, yet. when I yeah. got up, I felt that you were in the bed, okay. but you weren't. It was a pillow okay. or something. Okay. So before you went to the bathroom. Before, so when I got up, I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and I we we always would lock the door because it would keep the dogs in our rooms so they didn't get into trouble. We'd keep the kids out of the room mm -hmm. so that we could have privacy. So shut the door, and I locked, hit the latch. And I laid back down, and I covered up, and I went to sleep. Ooh. I did not know that she was downstairs. And that didn't sit well, did it? So then <laughs> maybe, what, an hour or so later, she comes back to bed but at this point I mean I have my sleep mask on and I usually sleep with my headphones in because it like it's quiet it keeps the noise out and she's trying to get my attention to come back in and I don't hear her like I think she was knocking quietly though. Like, oh honey well nah. I, I knocked I didn't want to get the dogs going and beat and bang on the door because if they started barking, then the whole house is going to wake up. So how, but, did, you, yes. how did you feel when, when you realized that I locked you out? Um, I Yeah. So emotionally, I was already going through, okay, I'm working through my emotions. We can get through this in the morning. I got into a place where, like, I'm ready to let it rest and had prayed, you know, and, and went up and then immediately felt like, okay, Josh has literally physically shut me out and doesn't want me to even come back to my own bed. And, and so I'm like, well, this is the end. This is officially the, we've had a, we've had a good run. We've had a, we've had a good run. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and I just come back down and, and I'm right back to praying and just, angrily, you know, like journaling and reading and all the things. And, uh, he comes down in the morning and walks right by me, walks right by me. Um, I, I, I didn't see her when I came downstairs. I went to the bathroom and I came back in here and I saw her on the couch. I'm like, Oh, did, when did you get, when are you doing stuff so early? Like I didn't see her downstairs. And she gives me this Look oh, of death. Look just like oh, yeah, like without the beard. Yeah, right. It was like, are you yeah. kidding me? And then she just stormed upstairs. And you had no idea. I think she said, "You locked me out," and she stormed up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I went to work <laughs> on my lunch break. I went by Aldi and I got some cheap flowers. Then I came home and I took the lock I off the latch off the door. Genuinely thought you did oh, it on purpose. So this was relatively recent this in your. If this, it was all these, I mean, it's, it's relatively. Been a couple, couple yeah, years, a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago, yeah. Mm. Well, yep. maybe like two years ago. Yeah, a little longer than two. Yeah. We had our bed there for. Yeah, it's it was it was about two years ago. Hmm. 
Mm, it's, it's almost 2023. Yeah, two, three. It's not 20. We're going to get into those. Right now. Yes. Yeah, fight. <laughs> so, yeah, you raise the kids, yeah. you got grandkids, and you're getting a divorce, huh? So. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's, it's funny because, and I laugh because it's things that we put in our head. Yeah. And, you know, we look at it as Christians from the enemy. It's feeding that. Now feed that little nugget that you put in there. And us, man, we're simple. We're dumb. I mean, we're blockheads. I mean, <laughs> I know Josh is. I know I am. When it comes to stuff like that, we're simple. It's just plain old, you know, hey, what's up? You get up before me and you're on the couch. Hey, never, up. never. <laughs> Never processed that the door was locked. His wife was locked out. She's just ready to sign the papers, and yeah. their was, their life together is over. I was one hundred percent certain. Oh my gosh. That he did it on purpose. That he locked <laughs> me out on purpose, and it never it never even occurred to me that it was an accident. Now, about a year before that, she locked me out in the middle of the night on accident. On accident. And you know what? I pounded on that door and I screamed at her until she opened the door. But I'm also a very light sleeper. <laughs> she doesn't have the headphones yeah. in and the sleep. I mask. don't remember right. this at all. But I also don't remember much when I'm sleeping. So. She's a light sleeper, but then she wakes up and not enough to be all the way awake. Mm. So that actually yields to many fun. Okay. If if we can make Fight Club last long enough. She might fall asleep and start talking Please in her don't. sleep. And it is the best. Oh, boy. It is the best. But actually, so when we were dating, she came down to visit my family. Or came up here to visit my family. And um, we're sitting there uh, on the couch. It's The whole family is on the couch watching TV. And she falls asleep. And she starts talking in her sleep. I have no idea what she's talking about. It doesn't make any sense. But my dad was messing with her, and he kept asking the questions to get her to talk more. <laughs> then she wakes up, and we're laughing at her, and he says, he says, well, I know, you know, like, you told us all kinds of stuff. She goes, I did not. She says, yeah. He said, yeah, you told me what color your underwear was. And she said, no, I didn't. What color is it? And he said, pink. He had no idea her underwear was pink. Right. He just guessed. And then she got so embarrassed. Because so it was true. Because it was true. <laughs> you were peeking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, she talks in her sleep and says all kinds of weird stuff. So anyway, how do we resolve that? How did we resolve that oh, yeah. by by me learning to um, learning to work through my big emotions and to become healthier in them? And because. You know, those times when I would jump to the hurt or jump to the abandonment or jump to the rejection, that it actually had very little to do with Josh. It had to do with stuff that I was bringing from my past, bringing into the relationship mm -hmm. that, you know, I just lumped him in with everybody else that rejected me. I just lumped him in with everybody else that had shut me out or abandoned me or hurt me or whatever. And so there are many, many times that you know, emotionally, like I would do that. And, and so recognizing that that's taking that personal responsibility mm -hmm. and learning to, okay, I've got to work through my own emotional healing. Um, but when Josh was, you know, and, and so this is much later in our marriage that we're actually working mm -hmm. through these things where he actually got to the place where he wasn't afraid to engage emotionally well, with and, me. And that was because of some of my own 
issues exactly. and problems and, yep. and yep. you know things that I had experienced and, and my reactions to things that I had to deal with because you know you being emotional triggered stuff in me yep. and but it was only at that place that he was able to when he worked on why it bothered him so badly when I had depression or struggled emotionally or whatever it was and you know or he pulled away or shut me down or, or whatever when he was able to work through that and become a safe place for me and not always take it personally or or not see it as a threat or anything like that then he became more of a safe place for me to mm -hmm. be able to be honest and I was able to be able to express my emotions in a healthier way and not be threatening because that was that catch-22 that we right. would get stuck right. in mm -hmm. where, you know, I would, you know, I I would kind of, you know, I, I would not control, you know, my reaction. I mean, I did tend to, I would always withdraw was my reaction or be quiet but rather that, than explode. But that was scary um, too. But it, it, but it still, it was because still Because you reaction. go from being warm Zoe to being yeah. ice cold and, yeah. you know. And, and it, it was because I'm trying to process through what I'm going through, but mm -hmm. it still was a reaction. And it affected us, um, but uh, yeah, you're gonna get ah, No, this is this hey, is real just fight so club. you know, <laughs> Facebook this Live. is Facebook Live, and this is Bike Club, and I'm not gonna answer the phone for a telemarketer. That's probably what it is. To tell me that I owe money for something I don't know. So yeah. hang up in a minute. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah, so you know, to answer Tim's question, the biggest way for I mean, big personalities personality whatever is to learn to come to a place where you're able to be healed enough that you can accept the other person and become a safe place for them um, is really the best way to healthily work through conflict and it's it's been a long time coming for us to I, be able to listen to one another I, in a in a non I think one there's a lot of factors in it too the first yeah. one is don't assume that your partner is responsible to deal with all your crap mm -hmm. right like instead of putting like i have problems they're yours to solve mm -hmm. like i'm not saying that, that i need to keep my problems from you but i need to take responsibility for that mm -hmm. and 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 deal with it and not have the expectation that you're going to come and fix my emotional problems yeah and we definitely don't want to dump them on them with the expectation that they fix it. Right. But hopefully we can get to a place where we can share our burdens with one another. Mm -hmm. um, not with the expectation that they carry them for us, but that they carry them with us. And that they're walking alongside of us. You know, they're, we're able to be open and vulnerable about our journey. And we can invite them in with, you know, with the full understanding that it's still our responsibility to heal as you know who we are and even though we are two people and like if we go back to the biblical sense of things two people becoming one person that's what a marriage is but we're still two people and we like you're not going to like all the same things i like mm -hmm. you're not going to care we're about actually the same. very different we're very different and you and you know like you are not intrigued by conspiracy theories i just not don't understand at why all. Not. i'm not at all actually um, I'm, I'm repelled by them. I believe. <laughs> you know, like, the anti. Like, like, yeah. we, we have we have plenty of things that we both. But we love, do, we do, we share. But we also have things that we don't share. Yes. And, yeah. um, like, so instead of forcing you, although I do, 
I do try to educate you on some of the reasons I believe in some conspiracy theories. But, well, here's so that you don't call the FBI and turn me in for I being mean, a QAnon. Accurate, but <laughs> but here's here's the thing too with being different, or you know, I mean, just every relationship goes through this where you can acknowledge and be comfortable with being different, but you can also show, you know, show an interest even if you don't have any interest, just to show love, yeah. you know, so you can listen. So, you know, I do have a limit, I have a lid, but there are times that I will listen to Okay, Josh's so what's the deal with this Elon Musk? What's happening there? And so I'll give him about <laughs> five minutes and then, because I genuinely want to connect mm-hmm. with him and care about what he cares about. She listens to my podcast. And then I do listen to his podcast and I, and then I does preach. not look at your books. I did. I actually, when I, when I looked at it, I realized that I had it in the binder <laughs> yeah. format when yeah. we did, when yeah. we originally did yeah. it. So yeah. it did look. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. but yes, so I do have a lid, yeah. but so yes, he doesn't expect <laughs> me to be involved in every single conspiracy theory he loves, but I am trying to show an interest so that we can have, you know, conversation that we can share together and show him that I care about what he cares about. Like, like I don't care about the British royalty mm-hmm. at all, but when she watches the show, the crown, I can appreciate. Still don't watch it. No, but if I see five minutes while I'm walking by, I'm like, right, okay, right. that's a little bit. Int- I can see that, that. It does kind of look it like took Prince five Charles. seasons for you to say that, <laughs> that five minutes was even remotely. But I will not but... watch the show where they're having babies and screaming. Oh yeah, or Doctor Pimple Popper. No, oh, she would never. Watch. No, we oh, yeah. I would throw up. So, so I mean, I see the value as you are becoming empty nesters and have been slowly fledging the the youngsters out the door how important this is going forward in your relationship where it will be just the two of you in the house with mm-hmm. a lot of marriages break up at that point yeah. yes because they don't know who they are anymore without right. the kids right because everything has been invested mm-hmm. in the kids but you haven't and that's why you know like when he a few years back and started um you know just really making us kind of commit to a, a weekly date night when we had never really had a regular rhythm of date mm-hmm. night before. Um, and now it's, we don't miss it, even if we have to move uh, the days for it. But yeah. in doing that through all the crazy changes of, you know, the kids, you know, moving on and just in life, we've been able to, to still create that connection time mm-hmm. because we're, you know, in a busy life to be able to have that time where we do have good And we're looking for new things to do together too. Like, yes. She it does get stale a little bit sometimes, but I love it. She said the other day that, that, that we weren't spicy enough and that things are vanilla. I like vanilla. Though. So after the podcast, I, like I have a few. Netflix, no, I, have a, I, have a, I have a few Netflix oh, shows where they do use Lord. the word vanilla quite often. And, you know, you might, you know, okay. might I don't be know. A, no. I don't know. <laughs> I'll talk to Josh, but I can't okay. say it in front of okay. she is my, yeah. She's also the pastor. So. Oh. Well, no. how about but anyways, you and Michelle, though, because like you guys are pretty different, but you do share. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I really appreciate her likes. You know, she's always said about how her whole life she always did what everybody else wanted her to do, what pleased everybody else. You know, and she got involved with taking care of horses and really found. A, a passion of hers and a love of hers 
which come through uh, outreach and through the church, you know what I mean? So it was pretty cool how that connection was made, and it's a lifelong connection. And just, you know, I, I go there once in a while. I help put up hay because, you know, one physical body to help do that. Uh, many hands make light work. And uh, I, I love Judy, too. You know what I mean? So I go over there and help her out. I'm actually afraid of horse-shaped creatures. Just so you well, I'll tell you what. If you got a hurt shoulder and that horse wants to see what's in your pocket, it will nudge your arm and jar your shoulder like you cannot imagine. <laughs> I mean, you just want to cry. And they kind of but scare it, me. The, I mean, they're, they're cool. And, and that's something that she really enjoys doing. You know what I mean? So I, I'll spend time watching her shovel horse poop. And, you know what's and, probably cool? I mean, I don't know if this is what you found, you know, and, and I mean, you too, Josh, like, you know, I know for me in seeing, you know, in seeing him do what he loves and just light up and talk for hours about it and then just so like on fire, um, like that makes, that gets me excited mm -hmm. because the person that you love, like they found their niche, yes. they're, they're running in it, they're so excited mm -hmm. and so we almost want to do you know, do that with them in order to to support them and see them do what they love. And is that why you're on the podcast today? Yeah, that's why I'm on the podcast today. But, and, and and a great guest, I must say. Uh, but is that what it was for you and Michelle? Or? Yeah, I mean, I I really like seeing that she has something that she loves and enjoys and has a passion for. And it's weird because at 51. I decided to take up golf. I know we talked about this before, yeah. but that's something that I like to do. And it was something that I only do for me. You know, it doesn't bleed out into my family life and anything like that. It's not. So you're not going to go couples golfing? No, I, I highly doubt it. I mean, I would if she was game and I'm yep. not going to force her or anything like that. It's nice to go out with the guys. You know, we talk about, you know, there's where our bonding a with uh, male relationships and, and, you know, the younger generation and their struggles and things that they're going through. It's nice, you know, and that, but it's something that I do for me, you know, and I, I used to love racing, you know, and going to the races, being on a pit crew early on in our relationship that kind of went to the wayside and it wasn't because of her, you know, it was because of us, you know, and, that, and uh, so between 30 and 50, you know, really didn't have much, you know what I mean? I, I, I did things, you know, barbecuing and building and fabricating and stuff like that, but nothing like what I would consider a hobby or something that I enjoy doing just for me, you know, and uh, we talk about what I do golfing and we talk about when she's at the horses and you know, that, that engagement adds to the relationship quite a bit, you know, because, you know, I was going to even ask you guys, but you, you see each other every day, I assume after work and you debrief, how was your day? You go back and forth. So then on date night, I'm sure that you don't rehash the weekly, you know, there's, it, does it level up? Is there a difference in your conversation? Is it just fun conversation? I mean, 
because date night, I'm sure you don't want to talk about, oh, I got to buy a hot water tank and the car broke down. We're broke. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think the hardest part of that right now is because of her work at the church, like, there's a like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not going to say like an advisor, like, no, but like, I do kind of like help her unpack some stuff, yeah. you know, just some work some yep. stuff. And, you know, so like we try not to necessarily talk about that when our daughter's home you know when it's try to make that when it's just the two of us mm -hmm. and so sometimes it starts out that way and then we're like okay we're not talking about work anymore you know mm -hmm. but it's funny because i actually really care about our church and i'm really passionate right. about our church so mm -hmm. i like to talk about it too so well but... and likewise you know so sometimes we'll get talking about manlyhood or mm -hmm. sometimes we'll get talking about you know who, who you're having on the podcast or, mm -hmm. or what's going on in the business or even just you know, his day job and, um, you know, but then, you know, what I've found honestly is that like, you would think that, you know, cause we all see those couples that are like, you know, in their seventies and they're sitting there and they have nothing more to say to one another. You're just literally sitting there Sometimes and you're okay. silent, but I, I'm finding mm -hmm. like, you know, the old, like the older that we get and the more time that we spend together, like that the conversation is richer you know if we can say that sometimes i think it is now that we've also kind of worked through our junk and th that's a big part of it working through that's our junk a big part I'm, of it because we're never done because with there's junk, more right, trust right. there i mean yeah. there's there's more trust when there wasn't as much trust it's difficult mm -hmm. to find things to talk about without fighting mm -hmm. um but you know but when but but even being able to be comfortable in those moments of quiet like there's been date nights when like we've been driving home and literally like we're just listening to music and we mm -hmm. haven't said a word, mm -hmm. you know, and whether we're just, you know, holding hands or, or what, or, or whatever, just being next to each other and just, and there's, that's still a comfort because like, I don't have to know everything he's thinking because there's not a fear in me that it's, it's usually like, not. Oh, what it's, usually it's usually nothing. I know, but before like, <laughs> what's he thinking? Oh my right. gosh. You know, but, but now there's more peace. Like we can just be at peace. Mm -hmm. It's usually something and, completely random. Like, yeah. like why are the, why are the stop signs or why are the posts on the guardrails? So evenly distributed yeah. here and not there. Like, and it's, those are the weird things. That, and that's funny. I mean, I don't know if other right. women are like this, you know, maybe I'm just, you know, different, but for me, when I'm quiet, it's usually stress. Um, and it's usually there's 20 things going through my head that are serious issues and it's not dumb random stuff. And so sometimes, you know, just kind of engaging in conversation helps get me out of my head mm -hmm. and helps get me to, to stop, you know, the cycle, whether it's obsessing or at that point or, or distressing when I need to just let it go and focus on our, mm -hmm. our, you know, time together. Um, but then other times when I'm at peace and I'm able to just, okay, I don't, you know, talking about it actually is going to create stress. Mm -hmm. Let's just be at peace, you know, together. So I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's wow. connection. Yeah. Um, because when there's trust, then you can work through those big personality conflicts. But when there's, when there's a lack of trust or a breach in the relationship, it it's it's difficult, mm -hmm. you know. I said, so I think I think it just comes down to trust and working to that place. Well, one of the things that we started doing together when we really kind of started working on trying to work through stuff 
because we just committed to pray together every night. Yeah, that was big. And so, uh, you know, literally, it's. I mean, this woman could. This woman prays like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours a day. Like, I couldn't pray that much. So when we pray, I'm like, hey, like, let's keep it short. You mm-hmm. know. So we have a short prayer, an ADHD prayer, and we just pray for our family. You know, mm-hmm. you know, if there's something going on with them or something going on with us. Or, you know, somebody's sick or somebody needs a job or whatever. You know, we pray for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to get, and we just take, I'll say a quick prayer and she'll say a quick prayer. And then we're done. Like, it doesn't have to be, even if we're mad at each other, we try to do it. If for some reason I come to bed and she's already asleep, mm-hmm. I'll just reach over and I'll put my hand yep. on her. And, and I'll then I'll pray. wake up and I've done the same thing too because I typically will get up in the night and pray or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, but... You know, because when we started doing that, we found it's really hard to be mad at somebody when you're holding their hand and praying for them. Yeah. It's really hard. It is, you know, yeah. we've done it, but yeah. it's really hard to stay well, mad when you're like one of the first things that we always say is, Lord, thank you for my spot. Like, thank you for Josh. You know, mm-hmm. thank you for. And that's hard to do when you're angry, you know, mm-hmm. and so that's that's helped us mm-hmm. that's some of the advice i gave somebody on the manlyhood man cave mm-hmm. you know without delving into it too much was you know pray that pray the blessings like you know you claim christianity and following jesus you pray for your enemies you know yeah. uh, and eventually it's, it goes from oh god you know i just hate this person and just you know don't let them die tonight you know or whatever it is you know pull back that curse you gave them today, uh, you know, when you phone them. But, you know, the next day it gets, you know, the day after and it gets better and better and better where you actually can pray your God's blessings out on these people that you started out hating, like ready to just moralize, you know what I mean? So like, but then you come to that place where like you're not, I know, myrtleize. I myrtleize. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, since I was eight years old, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I got to come up with words like that. It's kind of the opposite of a curse word, cuss there, word. There you, you know go. what I mean? So, you got to dig deep for those. <laughs> Doesn't happen very hey, often in my house. Tunes, there's a yes. Lot of really good fodder. Yeah. 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 Really Took a left at Albuquerque. <laughs> 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 but anyhow, you know, I, I, you guys have brought up some really good points that I got to unpack and think about on the way home and work through because, you know, like you said about don't take things personal. And I do. I do. Even if I take it personal. It, and, you know, and then I get defensive right off the bat. You know what I mean? So then it sets a tone where she doesn't want to be honest with me anymore because I'm going to take a defensive tone. You know what I mean? And uh, so that's. Well, and it's, it, it comes back to believing the best, but it's really hard to, ha- it's, it's hard to have that posture in a relationship of, I'm just going to believe the best about you. I'm mm-hmm. going to believe that you have the best intentions, that you, you know, you want the best for me. You want the best for our relationship. It's really hard to have that posture if you don't trust someone, Right. you know, but if you trust them and if you know, okay, I'm really, so the locking the door. <laughs> I did not believe that Josh had the best intentions and my mind immediately went to, he locked me out. But if I believed the best and I was in a place of trust, I would realize 
you just totally robot locked the door. You went right. to the bathroom, right. like get over it. You'll be fine. You mm-hmm. know, but I, you know, but it, we hadn't, we were working through that, yeah. you know. And the worst case scenario is you believe the best about the person. And then you find out that they that you were wrong. That you were wrong, and they actually did lock you out. Right, right. Then you just work through it. Like, right. oh well, somebody locked know, me out. So but you don't start. Home, but. but you don't start with that posture, right? So, right. yeah, I get it. Yeah. 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 Do we have any other? I know we. Do we have how much time do we have? I don't know, well, but we. There's no time limit on Fight Club. Oh. No time okay. limit. Oh so my word. this one comes from Lewis Keller. Okay. And I have some thoughts on this, and I'm sure each one of us do. How? To lovingly share the truth to others. Mm. Now, I'm going to start out with a non-Christian viewpoint of the truth. Okay. Okay. So, what is truth? You Ooh. know. We, All right, pilot. Well, hey, you know what? What is it? Yeah. You know what? It depends on what compass you're using to head north. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're using society's norms is truth are you going to preach that i mean i'm i'm assuming that he's coming from a christian perspective mm-hmm. of god's truth mm-hmm. but i you know a friend of mine co-worker whatever mm-hmm. we had a discussion and he comes from the left point of view and you know how can you how can you say that such and such a sin if they're born that way i said well we're all sinners. We all need to work through that. You know, we, we're either saved or not saved, but we're all sinners. You know, whether you believe it or not, that's on you, whatever. But how can you say that they're born that way and that's a sin? That's kind of like hating on them. I said, no, I love everybody. I love them all, you know, no matter what aspect they come from. But the, the issue is I asked them like what where is your north what what is your values who guides your values because you can replace any of those at any given moment based on what group you're putting yourself into mm-hmm. you know I said when I look at a Christian perspective God's truth has always been God's truth is and always will be, you know, mm-hmm. quote it however you want. I paraphrase because I don't remember the names and numbers and where it came from. But, you know, he's coming from perspective. Well, if you want to live in a Christian point of view, you live within certain confines of being a Christian, you know, following Jesus. He's our Lord and Savior. He died on our sins. Mm-hmm died for our sins on the cross, you know, and uh, he didn't feel that way, you know. Well, then you're bound by what? Is it society's norm? So then you're in that bubble of society, right? So you look at that, and for you to function, you're in that group. So you have to follow their compass their norm their value system to remain in that and i think what we're seeing now is they're eating each other it's like a bunch of piranhas inside of a fishbowl right so you cannot live in that and think and say something contradictory to what somebody else said within that group 
because then you get shunned, you know, you get kicked out of the group, you know, well, then you're in a different group. So then you got to live within those confines. You know, I said, things that are norm in our society change based on what science finds today or, you know, you want to follow science, follow the money. We're getting Josh's conspiracy theory without going on a down a rabbit hole. It changes. It's fluid, and it doesn't stay the same. So, how can you set your values, but always shifting to the left and to the right, to the left and the right, and then move to a different country because their values line up more with yours? Well, then they get a different president or somebody takes over that country, and then their values don't line up with yours anymore. So, you know, you're always moving around you're always fluid you know so that kind of goes to where i'm speaking is the, the what is the truth mm-hmm. you know people say well christians don't follow the science well science is always changing you know it's exploratory you know what i mean and, and you can follow the money again but it, it always changes so how can you say truth is absolute how do you speak the truth and teach it to other people in love if it's always changing. And if you speak this truth today, you know, I grew up in the eighties and the nineties. It was set born in the early seventies. There's truths and things that I said, words that I used that I would be totally kicked off of every planet because of saying some words or thinking ideological things that were prevalent in that day in age of growing up, that's no longer allowed, you know? So the truths are shifting if it's not rooted in something eternal. Something eternal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you, you think about that, you know, what is truth? Because, you know, a big thing, you know, especially today is, you know, your truth. Well, you just speak your truth. You know, you just share your truth. Um, you know, but then it then it's is it true? You know, because your truth is very different than the mm-hmm. next person's truth. But what is what is truth? That's you know, if you're talking about you know share your truth, well, really what you're saying is share your opinion. Right. You know, and well, and like, yeah. I can say truthfully that chocolate ice cream is better than vanilla. Well, you but said I would disagree. Right. Some things are that way. Right. You said you but had. Is it true? You said at the beginning of this podcast that you had the most beautiful wife. And that's that's not true. Yeah. To you, it's your it's truth. Serious. To me, it's so, not. So, so, so yeah, I understand. Yes. I, I only say that because that concept makes sense when you look right. at it that way. Right. Right. You know, like to me, there is no woman more beautiful than my wife. Right. That, it's just that tr- that's truth. So, it, to an effect, there is a your truth and my truth. But there's also the truth. No, I would yeah, I would I expect you to believe it. that as your truth or else you need slapped. Okay. <laughs> if you don't believe that your wife is the most beautiful woman. She in the really world. is. And I'm not just making that up. <laughs> I really yes, believe that. yes. And you so, should but that's when we can get into the difference between truth and feelings because your deep feeling, even probably to the point of conviction, maybe, is, you know, how you're loving in your marriage, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, compare it to, you know, all the women in the world, 
that's not Brian's truth, you know, so if these are your feelings, you know, which feelings develop into our convictions. And so is our faith and, you know, whether it's in Jesus and, you know, Christianity, <clears throat> is this just a feeling? Is it even just a conviction or is it the truth? Mm -hmm. So hold on. You bring Jesus into this and I'm going to say, Jesus made the, you know, be the most beautiful woman in the world. Are you arguing with Jesus now? <laughs> no. I'm not arguing on Fight Club. <laughs> no, we would never. We would never. Why would we bring a woman on here if we were not going to fight on Fight Club? If only the cameras were rolling 10 minutes earlier, we would have I'm telling it. you, Brian, you really should have. Oh, and this was not a symbol for anything, by the way. This is just. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, right, because to some people that means something different. Right, and this means well, something else. Well, isn't it awesome. like, like one of those things? Yeah, you know, that, you know, if you look, you get punched in the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be below the waist, just, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. got to be, okay. And, but it also yeah. means white supremacy because you have a W oh, and a P. You have a P. No, we're, we're yeah, yeah. And also over. is a satanic symbol because it's three sixes. Over. Yeah. Two, three, yeah, three, yeah. Three, yes. Just saying. Symbology. I care about what you care about, but it's over. I was going to ask God about your date night if it ever gets into the conspiracy theories and the birds not being birds. You know, the birds aren't I haven't real. told her that conspiracy oh, theory. Oh, Brian, well. no. Why? There's a whole conspiracy theory that birds aren't real. Uh, okay, so hey, we got we're apparently going to be having a layover in Denver in January. I have a trip. Oh, I'm so excited about She's like, honey, we need to find a hotel in Denver because when we go to California, we're going to be, when we're coming back, we have like a whole like 12 hours or something in Denver. I'm like, the Denver airport? Like, are oh. you kidding me? Like, who needs a hotel? And I've never We're looking for the lizard people. Go downstairs. Huh? It's, just an air, it's just an airport. I no, it is the center of all the conspiracy the theories. It yeah. is a conspiracy theorist's dream. Oh, and you're going to so make me go find a hotel. Apparently, this is what we're excited about. We're not yes. excited about California. Yes. We're excited about Denver. Denver Airport. Denver Airport. <laughs> Did you know they have, like, like a gargoyle that's like a puppet, and there's a guy that's controlling the gargoyle? Okay, and... so truth. What is truth, Brian? <laughs> Brian, what is truth? <laughs> oh, man. And how do we lovingly share that? <laughs> how do we lovingly so... share? How do I lovingly we share are, the yeah. truth? <laughs> With my husband. You smack him with the Bible so, every now and again. I, if we get back on to Lewis's question, I think that mm. if you want to lovingly, if you want to share the truth with somebody in love, you need to love people. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, like, as a Christian, I have friends who are not Christians, who have different values, who see the world differently, who don't agree with the things that I believe in, that, that I know to me are true. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And how about I just love them? Right. Mm -hmm. And if they're doing something that my belief system says is wrong, mm -hmm. I'm going to be very careful and thoughtful about how I bring that up to them. I may bring it up to them, but I will definitely not bring it up to them unless they know that I love them. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And even then, what if they don't change their mind? I still have to love them. Right. Like, make the love the biggest part right. of that sentence. It's not their truth. And like you said, too, the love, you're, you're, even if you're speaking to another Christian about truth, it has to be out of love. If you're correcting yeah. a Christian, it has to be out of love. Because if it is because they need to hear this scripture, they're acting a certain way. They need to listen to me about this, or they need corrected about this, because I feel 
they're doing this wrong or they blah, 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 blah. You can go on and on and on about the scenario, which is where, like you said, the word love comes into it all. And Or even someone who's not a Christian or doesn't really have any interest in faith and, you know, just tell them they're going to burn in hell. That's not productive. Right. That's not productive at all because, you know, what is that going to benefit them but to push them even further away Mm -hmm. from what, you know, what, you know, if you're lovingly trying to share a truth with them, they're going to run the other way because they don't want that truth. And, right. and truth, that's true. To truth them. might also be hurtful. It might hurt yes. their feelings yeah. to know that you think that they're doing something wrong or that a hell exists and that people go there and that they might go there. That that might hurt them to tell them that, mm-hmm. but it is truth. And you do have to find a way to tell it when the time is right, but it mm-hmm. needs to be told in love. Mm-hmm. And the love part comes first. Mm-hmm. And the truth Absolutely. works its way. You don't, you don't need to be soft and be like, I'm never going to tell you that you're wrong or I'm going to celebrate this in your life. Right. You know, you know, if two people are like, we're so happy we moved in together. You need to come celebrate with us. We're going to have a housewarming party. Guess what? I am not happy that, that two people who are not married are now cohabitating because in my mind, I don't think that's right. I think that you're jumping a step or two that you need to go through. I think you are, but I still love you. So you know what? I will bring over my uh, casserole. Pot of chili. I'll bring over my pot of chili and dump it on your stairs. Uh, I'll open the crock pot too early. Yeah. No, but but I'll 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 show you love, and and if the if in the context of our relationship, it's appropriate for me to tell you, I will tell you. Because here's that that's the key. Is because really at the end of the day, is it any of your business, you know, what they, you know, if that they've moved in, you know, together with their, their girlfriend or their boyfriend, you know, as a brother or sister in Christ, if they, you know, if, if they have a faith, you know, yeah, but, but if you have a deep relationship with them and you see they're doing something that's hurtful to their relationship, that's hurtful to the relationship to God, you do have you know, you, you do have a, uh, a responsibility to lovingly guide them into yes, truth, not your feelings about something, because it really doesn't matter how you feel about it, right. your conviction even about something, but just the truth. And maybe it's something that they're not aware of and we can lovingly, you know, mm-hmm. share that with them. But at the end of the day, what they do with that is on them. Yeah. You know, and and so lovingly sharing the truth with people, you know, like we can, you know, think about it like you're walking around, you know, with a plate of cookies and, you know, like, like, hey, do you, you know, are, are you interested? Do you, you know, what kind and of I don't know, but cook, all cookies are good. But, you know, <clears throat> but, you know, do you want, you know, you want some of these? No, thanks. Okay. I mean, like they have autonomy and the ability to not choose the truth and Mm -hmm. because god gave them that you didn't give them that god gave them that Mm -hmm. and you know that free will and um you know and then you you know as jesus says then you move on you know you shake the dust off and you lovingly keep sharing Mm -hmm. and you lovingly keep inviting you know and and the most compelling thing for people is love is you know 
Well, and, yeah. and so like if somebody is, is listening and they, they're like, I don't, I don't care about all this Jesus stuff, but I yeah. do want to be able to tell people the truth and, and still love them, sure. you know? Well, so tell them what you think the truth is. Right. And if you're wrong and they're right, be humble enough to admit that too sometimes. Right. Well, because you know? the, and, the cool thing about that is, is that even in differing, you know, whether it's differing views of faith or differing, you know, political views, Lord knows, differing, you know, whatever it, it whatever it is, by engaging in conversation in a loving way, you're just going to grow in your relationship, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, but that's the key is can you share your differences in a loving way? Yeah. If you can't, then, you know. Keep your mouth shut. Right. Because it usually doesn't go well. Right. Because and, that's love too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes saying yeah, nothing gonna, is love. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I say this, it's not going to be loving and it's not going to be kind. Right. Just because it's true doesn't need mean it needs you to be spoken. To that you yeah, have absolutely. to say it. You know. Right. Just yeah. because a person is ugly doesn't mean you have to tell them they're ugly. Right. Or if they're being an a hole, don't that's you, like, you don't always have to tell them. <laughs> you can give them the you can give them the one finger salute, but you don't <laughs> tell them. <laughs> yeah. So. Justin, by the way, says, I love this. Well done. Great conversation. And he also sent stars, which we're, Brian and I are learning this. Yeah. So when your account is monetized on Facebook, which his is because he's got all these amazing videos <laughs> on the internet. So if you go to Facebook Look and you type up. in Brian Viral. A. Mahaney, yep. yeah. you'll find his account and go to his reels and watch all of his reels. And some of them will let you send stars. Mm -hmm. I think you have if like it'll say if you don't have any stars to send, you give like a buck, and then you can send stars. Mm -hmm. So I think like one star is about a penny. Yeah. But they're like tips. Yeah. You know. So Justin, I think yeah. I, I think we made I think we made a dollar fifty off this video. Can you believe that? All right. Oh, yeah. Justin. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Justin. Any other comments? Um. So go send Brian Mahaney stars yeah. on his videos. Yeah. And we want to see his um. We want to see his profile get yeah. 10,000 views. Yeah, we nice. got about 900. I need about 900 more followers nice. to get to 10,000. And then we get money for ads. Wow. Cool. Facebook is so gracious, they give you 55% of the ad revenue. Do they really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I that. Yeah. That would be That's great. the way to go. I, I have made on my YouTube channel, which is monetized now, I've made $14. Yeah. But on Spotify and. Uh, Anchor, which is where my podcast is hosted, I have made a lot more than that. I make quite a bit of money each month that goes usually back into advertising the show, so it's mm -hmm. just kind of funneling in, but I get mm -hmm. about 200 bucks a month off ads. Nice. Time. And then I just funnel it back into ads to get more people to listen to get more. So if you want to so, grow your podcast. Yeah. In case you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's there's some good content there, you know. Uh did we yeah. Get through all of our yes, we did. We actually did. Wow. Um, that's great. Any others in the in the chat? Um, only just people. A couple of people that uh, had to leave and then say they'll catch it later. A couple of people nice. that joined in yeah. and say they're going to go back and watch the first part later. So cool. make sure you do. Yeah. Yes, make sure you do. And this will. You can watch the live broadcast, which will include the random uh, talking at the beginning while we were figuring our sound out. But you can also wait. Meat eating and, and her eating. Yeah. Her eating. <laughs> um, but you can also, if you wait, this will be, uh, if not next week, it'll be soon in the next couple of weeks. It'll be on the podcast and on the YouTube channel, cleaned up a little bit at the beginning. Of that, so, uh, do you have any questions, Zoe, for the Fight Club? 
Hmm. Do I have yeah. questions for Fight Club? Boy, I wish I came prepared. Um, you've listened to some of the episodes. What do you think? Do you think we're crazy? Do you think we're ridiculous? Um, definitely conspiracy theory stuff, you know, because that's the first. Fun the first one guys. especially yeah. was. We talked about yeah. that. But. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, I actually have been really impressed at the depth of conversation. Um, because you guys are all my friends or literally my family that have been on, you know, so far and just, it gets me thinking, it gets my gears turning on different topics that you guys have talked on. So, so it's cool. I appreciate it. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe, maybe my question, uh, would be, um, who, so this is your first woman on fight club. Who else would you like to see on fight club? Um, would it be, you know, maybe somebody that you're really interested in hearing from or a different type of perspective? That's a good question. So, so, so chime are you in. asking us? Or are you no, asking I'm the asking them, okay. the listeners. So, so make sure in. that you weigh in in the, uh, uh, the comments and let us know, by the way. Oh, yeah, we do have uh, Dan Karish, by the way, says, hey, oh, nice. he popped in. I love you, Dan. I can't yeah. wait till you can be back with us again because we mm-hmm. miss you. You got Absolutely. you. You are the best part of Fight Club, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Rob wants to know: Are we going to have another Forge Man's weekend? Yes. yes. The summer is going to be ridiculously busy for me because we've got a kid graduating. We've got a trip that we have to make to Florida. Mm-hmm. I think you're officially being ordained this summer. We right? don't we don't know officially yet. Okay, but it could be happening this summer, and you know we've got two grandbabies now, and the world will be crazy busy. But I reached out to the guy at Camp Penuel and said, I need to know when we can do this. I need you to give me some numbers oh, on costs nice. so that I know. And he's like, Okay, do you uh, do you want to to do the food yourself, or do you want us to do the food? And I'm like, Give me a quote on both so we can make up our mind. Whether Brian they and Annie really will be cooking, food. whether they'll they be cooking. Really it's five, the five minutes down the road from Let my house. So, so, Eldred, yeah. Pennsylvania, so plan yeah. on it. Yeah, Eldred, Pennsylvania this year. I'd like, to, I'd love to see if we can do Ohio again in the future because that place is great too. But Eldred, Pennsylvania this year at Camp Penuel. I don't know exactly when. We're still working out the deets, but it'll be sometime mm-hmm. this summer. So uh, I missed not being able to do it in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make it happen. And I think that's about, yeah, see, Rob Thompson says he enjoys hearing your point of view, son. Well, thank you, Rob. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, I think that's about it. I think we can wrap up, can't we? Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank you. Refereeing. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was actually going to see if I had anybody that had a referee shirt for you to oh, wear. Oh, my word. <laughs> and boxing gloves, blue and red yeah, for you guys. Yeah, there you <laughs> go, like the, the Rock'em Sock'em. Yeah. Yeah. With so, your head head go popping up. We actually that was a date. Okay, time out before we oh end. Oh my gosh, uh, it will never end. No, we, we no, went well. on date night one night to the Magic Bean in, yes. here in town. Yes. And the Magic Bean They're is, great. We'll is plug like them. like a board game cafe. So, so they have great. every kind of board game that you like. If you like to get into like like Magic the Gathering, they have tournaments for all that stuff. I'm not into all that right. stuff, but they have really good, cheap, affordable, good food, and they care about the food. It's like paninis and stuff, and good coffees and stuff. 
We went and they had Rock'em Sock'em Robots. It was pretty great. And so yeah. we played, and I don't think either of us got a point. I don't think I played it since <laughs> I was a kid. So. Lots of smacking going around, but yeah. nothing right. getting done. Wheel of Fortune. Played Wheel of Fortune, yeah. Played, yeah, it was. And we went on fun. trivia night one time with the family. Oh, yeah. I think it was Christmas trivia. It was about a year Which ago. Which I should have slayed and didn't. Well, you got second place, didn't you? Really? It was probably because you were kids. Second place, first loser. Ah. Just saying. Yeah, that's the love right there. See, that, I guess we need to go do that again because okay. that wasn't very vanilla. That was, that was like, oh, yeah. That was like that some was chocolate syrup. Spice it up. Yeah, spicy. spicy. Rock'em Sock'em? Sock oh, my gosh. Listen yeah. how excited she's getting. You got... <laughs> Jeez. All right, guys. I appreciate right. you guys tuning in yeah. and listening to us. Uh, make sure you keep listening to the podcast. We've got some really good stuff that's coming up. So I love you. I care about you. And we'll see you next time. Have a great night. If you want to be a better man, check out our website, manlyhood.com, for blogs, videos, and more from our Manlyhood team. And you can also join our private Facebook group, Manlyhood Man Cave, where you can meet up with a band of brothers who will challenge you and help you on your journey of manhood. This episode is produced by Hatcher Media for manlyhood.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to the show. Tune in again for more of the Manlyhood Mancast.